Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, we've been praying and seeking God, and, and I'm not sure if we have the whole, the whole uh, plan yet, but I believe that God is beginning to unveil it for living word, and I believe the same thing in your life. If you're seeking God, you need to be, you know, the new year is, is just a time where you can regroup and talk to God and, and ask him, God, what is, what, it, what is it that you want from me this year? What, what are the steps am I to take? What is my assignment? Um, and, and expect to hear from him. Amen? Because he wants to speak to you. God's got a plan. Listen, we're looking at this world today, and this world is absolutely not, I mean, anything we've ever seen before. But it doesn't matter what the world is doing because we have authority over the God of this world. We, if we will tap into what God has for us, we will reach this world for Jesus. And we can see that the devil is playing havoc, but we can, have a, we, we, we can take authority over that. Amen? And we have to do that. If we just keep talking about what the enemy is doing, if we could ju just keep talking about it, it's crazy, it's a crazy world out there and, and, and what's happening. Listen, I, I believe we're, we're, we're getting into the end times. And that means we have a job to do. We have a world to reach. Amen? And so I, I want to talk to you tonight a little bit. This is just one facet, okay? One little, one, one little piece, but it's a big, big piece, all right? And um, <clears throat> I want to look at uh, 3 John, verse 2, and I did not send anybody my scriptures. If you can pull them up, fine. And if you can't, that's okay, too, because you guys should be pulling them up. Amen? You should know the word. And uh, I, don't, I don't really know that how this is going to go tonight. <laughs> but 3 John 2, God said in his word, he said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. God's wish is for you to prosper and to be in health even as your soul prospers. God, you know, God's not looking to see how well you can hold up under sickness and how well you can hold up under poverty. Things happen. Things happen in our life. I mean, I don't know about you, but I grew up in deep poverty. But that was not God's will. That's not God's will for any of us because this is, his will is for you to prosper and his will is for you to be healthy and his will is for you to live a long life and many days upon this earth, amen? And his will is for your kids to be prosperous and healthy. I remember one time I was asking, uh, somebody was talking and they were talking about the, the people that live in Saudi Arabia and how, and how wealthy they were and, 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 um, and, and I thought, you know, there's, in a lot of these different places, there's different rules with husbands and wives and what the wives can do. And I, and I was thinking, well, do the wives work or what do they do? You know, this was years ago. And somebody said, I don't know. Somebody told me that all they do is go out and shop all day. <laughs> How would you like that? That would, that would be kind of fun, you know? You, you, you know, I, I told Pastor Ed, I said, I, I'd like to have a fun day like that. When I go shopping, I'm usually under like this time consciousness and or I have to really find something for some some event or something you know and it's just but but can you imagine just just having that kind of freedom amen but that but that's what I, I'm not sure if that's what they do but that's what somebody said to them amen 
But I want us to look at 2 Chronicles tonight because God is calling us to do something big here in New England. When God called us back here, he didn't call us to a, call us to a specific city. He didn't call us to, he just, he just said, I want you to go back to New England. And every time we talked about it, we talked about New England. Amen? And there's something that happens when you get your roots down deep and you go in and you take land in New England. And, and I believe that us taking land as a church is connected directly to your prosperity. I really do. Because we have an assignment to do. And we have to know why. We have to know why. We're, you know, yes, God wants you blessed. He wants your home blessed. He said he would give you houses that you didn't build. He would give you lands. He would, he would that you, uh, vineyards that you didn't plant. God would do that for you. Amen? He wants you, but he wants his church blessed, and your prosperity is linked to, to, to the kingdom business. Amen? And I want to show you something here in Second Chronicles. And I love this story because there were, there were 38 kings in the Old Testament, and only five of them over 38, uh, out of 38 did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. 33 of them, nobody knows their names except for maybe King Ahab because he was married to Jezebel, right? And, but if you have been, if you've been around church uh, for a while, you know about the other five kings, you know about Hezekiah and King Asa. And so we're going to talk a little bit about King Asa. So 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 1, I want to read this, all right? It says, so Abijah rested with his fathers and they buried him in the city of David. And then Asa, his son, reigned in his place. In his days, the land was quiet for 10 years. Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God, for he removed the altars of the foreign gods. Now, this land, they had foreign gods everywhere, idols, uh, just uh, sacred pillars. Kind of sounds like today, wouldn't you say? There's all kinds of crazy things out there. It says, but it said, Asa did what was right, what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord as God. For he removed the altars of the foreign gods and the high places, broke down the sacred pillars, cut down the wooden images. He commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to observe the law and the commandment. He also removed the high places and the incense altars from all the cities of Judah, and the kingdom was quiet under him. And he built fortified cities in Judah, for the land had rest. He had no war in those years, because the Lord had given him rest. Therefore, he said to Judah, let us build these cities and make walls around them. So he began to build something, and towers, and gates, and bars. And while the land is yet before us, because we have sought the Lord our God, we have sought him, and he has given us rest on every side, and look at the next part of that scripture. I don't know if they were able to get it up there. What does it say? I feel an anointing on this scripture. I first read it over in Ezra, and we'll read that later when I was doing my Bible reading, and then uh, Alex had mentioned a message that she had heard that had this scripture in it. But I am telling you, I believe that as we go forward and we build... I believe that God will prosper us. We will, we, we will build the church, and when we build the church of God, we will build 
the city. I am seeing the whole picture now of how important. Now, now listen to me. I grew up and we just went, we moved from, my, my mom didn't own a house until she was 65 and I was already married. So we never had our feet in, in, in our own home. How many of you grew up in your own home? It's, it's a big difference when you have your own home for 20, 30 years and, and you, but when you're going, you're kind of like a, uh, I don't know, is it nomads that travel from place to place or whatever, you kind of, you, you, you don't have much. And, and, and we've done that as a church. We've gone, when we first got back here, we bought that building in Abington, but ever since then, we've traveled. God is wanting us to build this year, and he's saying that if we will build, we will prosper. He's saying if we will build, we will prosper. And, and I know you might have thought, what, what, what are you talking about uh, this for, you know, tonight, Pastor Judy? We want to hear something, we, we want to hear something really cool, you know. Well, I'm telling you, this is so much on my heart and we are going to find that land and I believe I'm going to share a couple of ways the way that God can move and God God can move through men and God can even move through you amen but listen we will build a strong church we, we want to build a strong church with, with with that has where we own the land it says something when you own the land I'm not talking about in a materialistic way but in the spirit you're taking land from the enemy, and you're saying, this is our land now. This is where we build our Christian school. This is where we take ground, and this is where we get the gospel out, gospel out from this place that belongs to us. Amen? I mean, this, this, this building, we're leasing it, and ultimately, I know everything belongs to God, but it doesn't belong to us. We're under the rules and regulations of somebody else that owns this place. But God is saying, and, and, and honestly, people might say, why do you have to build? Because when we are built, we're doing what God told us to do. And when we build, God prospers us. Amen? And it's not just the money. He'll prosper the family that builds. He'll prosper people. He'll prosper businesses. God will move as we build. But if we just kind of sit around and just wait, listen, we, we, we've had a lot of opportunity. We've, you know, we've been in touch with a couple of banks. We're trying to, you know, banks that loan to churches. And, and, uh, and we've, been in, um, we've been in touch with, the, there's been some places that have gone up for sale. But, but we're not even close. But you know what? That's going to change this year. We are going to believe for the miracle hand of God to come down. And you know where it's going to happen? He's going to use us. He's going to use us. There's a piece of land out there that belongs to living word. Amen? There are buildings out there. They're, they're, we, we haven't seen them yet. I believe we'll, we'll have the most cutting edge that everybody will want to come and see and they'll get saved. Amen? See, we, 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 where do we want to uh, bring our young people? We want to have a place where they can come out 24 hours a day if they want to. Amen? Where do we want them to go? Where do we want our 20s and 30s to go? Let's just, um, let's just go send them to the bars. No, we want them to have a place that they can call home. Amen? Listen, 
we're not, we're, not, we're not just playing church here. We're not playing games. It's not just about a few happy songs and, and, and a, and a feel-good meeting. It's not just, oh, this, this was great today. Oh, what a great service. Oh, what, what, what a great word we, we had. But we're not here to just get a big building and put on a show. We are here to do the work of God, and we are ready to gather the harvest. There's a revival happening right now, and the harvest is being gathered and we need a place to gather them. We had, we had almost 200 people in our second service this morning. You, we, we're not going to be able to fit people in here in just a couple of weeks. I'm telling you. And I'm telling a lot of the people that I'm talking to, they're new Christians. They're just getting saved. They're coming out of churches where they never heard this message before. Lives are being changed. Amen? And when we build the building for the right reasons... We will prosper. And it's time. I was thinking, I, yeah, I, had, I had pulled out uh, the lease uh, this week. And, and I was looking at it, and I said, man, 2017. 2017. You know, we only have a few, a few more years. That's when our lease ends. 2017. No, that's not when our lease ends. I just said that wrong. But we have, we have about three and a half more years. But let's get this done. Amen? Let's get this done. And God promises to prosper us. We, we have to be willing to keep moving forward, to, keep, to be willing to fight. And, and, you know, I don't know about you, but I believe this with all of my heart. It needs to take a, you're, you're here this morning and you're, and, or, or this evening, and, you're, and, and I know many people, they think about their families and, and, and uh, you know, like the needs. Maybe there's, there's people that need healing in their home. Maybe there's marriages uh, that need to be healed. And that's what we're all about, healing families, healing, ma healing broken marriages and, and, and bringing people into the kingdom of God. But you're thinking, person, but I'm telling you, God has an assignment for each and every one of us, we are called for such a time as this to build the kingdom of God. Amen. And take care of God's business in having, a, having a, our own land, having our own building. What about having the most awesome events where we can put a tent out on our land if we outgrow up that building? We're, we believe we won't, but, well, we probably will. Anyhow, amen. But our job is to build and raise up the kingdom of God, and he will prosper us. Amen? Listen, there's not too many people that believe what we believe. We believe in miracles. Miracles happen here. We believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. We believe in speaking in tongues. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Amen? And we want to see God touch light. We know that that is that is the way people get set free. We can preach great messages, but I'm telling you, you need the Holy Ghost to make those messages come alive. Amen. You can preach all kinds of good sermons. You can go on and get inspired, you know, on, on, on the Internet. But it's when the Holy Spirit takes the Word of God and makes it alive in people's hearts. Amen? And so we have... We, we, we have an assignment to build the kingdom of God. It's when we, when we begin to build for God, that's when increase comes in our life. I can tell you, it wasn't long ago, uh, within, uh, we looked at our giving this year, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. 
And I just said, I mean, I was just shocked. And I said, it wasn't just a few years ago, that's all we were making. I'm telling you, God wants to put you on the top of the world. He wants you blessed, and you got to get this poverty mentality, this, oh, you know, I don't think God wants us to prosper. Uh, listen, then, I, 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 I mean, I can't imagine. What would you say to God? I mean, when you get to heaven and you see the streets of gold, wow, Justin, you look good tonight. Stand up and show up. Look at this. There's a prosperous man. Stand up. Come on. I want you to turn around. <laughs> You just caught my attention, that big bow tie. <laughs> That's okay. And, and, and there's many ways that God wants to provide. One way is God's going to provide through the hand of man. You know, Luke 6.38 says, Given it shall be given unto you, and men will give into your bosom. Men will give back to you. God's going to use the hand of man. You know, that's what happened in, 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 in Joseph's days. Remember Joseph? Does everybody know the story of Joseph and how his brothers threw him in the pit because they were jealous of him? You know, a bunch of Christians getting jealous of their brother. Crazy, huh? Anyhow, we know they weren't Christians then, but they were Jews. And they got, and they got jealous. They threw Joseph in the pit. But you know what? It, you know what happened to Joseph? Joseph ended up, you know, whatever they, what they did to him, he knew that it was the plan of God. That's, you know, he, it says that Joseph was talking to his brothers, and they threw him in the pit. They stole his birthright, but he said to them, he said, I'm not bitter, I'm not offended, I'm not angry. You meant it for my evil, but God used what you put me through for my good. Amen? He said, I mean, I, I, can, see, I can hear Joseph's voice. He didn't say this, but he's, I wouldn't be here today where I am. Well, well, where was Joseph when he met his brothers? Where was he that day? What did God do to this kid that was bragging on his favor, bragging on his coat? He was thrown into a, a pit, and then these people go ahead and, and, and get him. But what did God do with Joseph? Look at this. Where was he? Let's just, let's just talk about this for one minute. He was working with the right-hand man. He was working in Egypt. He was a Jew, but he was in Egypt. And, and Pharaoh, at that time, history records, was the wealthiest man in the world. He owned the most real estate in the world. He had the mightiest army in the world. He was the most powerful Pharaoh on planet. And guess what he did? He turned the keys of his wealth over to a Jew. I am telling you, that we start stepping out and taking care of what God wants us to take out, take out, you start watching, you start believing. If you don't have your faith out there, if you're gonna sit back after tomorrow and say, well, we'll just see what happens. You'll see what happens, all right. Zero, nothing. But if you'll begin to believe God's word, I'm telling you, he'll change your situation. How many of you growing up better since you've been in church and your finances have been better since you've been in church and your health has been better since you've been in church? Come on now. Because the church is the hope of the world. I said that this morning. Without the local church, where would people be? Where would they go and pray? Where would they go and get prayed for? 
Where would they go? And, and where would they bring people to be saved or bring people to be discipled? Amen? Amen. And, that's, and that's really, we have to have that place. Amen? So here, uh, the keys were turned over to Joseph. Pharaoh gave the whole kingdom and all of its wealth to a boy named Joseph to take care of everything. And then Joseph in return says to his brothers who had done him wrong, don't be afraid. I'm not going to hurt you. Now that I'm on the side of the, 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 I'm on the side of the blessing of God, you know, Joseph probably said something like this. I went through hell. I cried. I wept. I missed you all. But look where I am right now. I'm in the blessing of God. I'm telling you, God is taking us. I can't tell you, I haven't even read this in scripture, but over and over, God keeps talking to me about the land of Goshen. And I can see Joseph. Here he goes. He brings all of his family and gives everybody a ranch. Here's a ranch for you. Here's a ranch for you. Here's a house for you. Some of you think that doesn't matter, but it matters to God because he wants to, he did everything that we would be, so that we could be blessed. Amen? And so sometimes it's going to come through uh, a hand of man. Maybe, you know, the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. And it's going to come, if you're going to, if you believe God and step into this to build the church, to build the kingdom, God will trust you and he will put money in your hands and you won't even believe it. That's what I thought when I looked at my giving. I said, God, you put that money in our hands. When you are faithful to take care of God's business, he's faithful to you. He's faithful to you. Amen? God, God the blessing has already been provided for, but if, if we don't start believing it, if we don't start, you know, all of this for years and years, nobody ever wants to hear that God wants to prosper you, that God wants to bless you. I am telling you, you are shutting down the spout where God wants to pour his blessing on you. But using your faith, and, and honestly, all of this debt, God, you know, God wants you to get rid of your debt. There's a lot of people prospering, but they're up to their heads in debt. And wouldn't you want to be that person that God can whisper in your ear and say, hey, why don't you give that waitress a $500 tip? She needs, she needs that today. Why don't you want to just not worry about, well, God, that $500, oh, I need that $500. Wouldn't it be nice to just walk in that blessing and that overflow? Yeah. We've been given by faith for a long time now, a lot of us. And we've been obeying God even when it's a sacrifice. But now it's time to believe for the overflow. And we need to know the reason why. Because we're going to build and God's going to prosper us. God is going to prosper us. We are building for the harvest. Amen? I remember, you know, one way God's going to give favor. There's a lot of scriptures, and I'm not going to share them all tonight, but there'll be way that, ways that God will give you favor, favor on your jobs, favor with real estate, favor. I mean, you might be bidding for a job, and you're going to be the one God's going to cause them to pay attention to. God, I need this job. I need this job. God, the church needs $5 million, Lord. Now I need this job because I need to be part of that. I'm telling you, when you get a heart to, to, to uh, take care of the church, 
God will take care of you. Amen? Listen, the money, I know people, and money and jobs and success is everything. Let me tell you, it's all going to be gone one day. It's all going to be gone. And you might think I'm up here just because I, I want, no, no, I want to see this church built. I want to see, honestly, I was thinking about our Bible school. We're going to have, we, we, I don't know, we have 33 students. I'm telling you, when the harvest comes in and it's coming in, we're going to see hundreds of students. Who knows, maybe thousands of students. People are hungry for the word of God. When they start hearing the word, they, the, the uncompromised word of God, the word of faith, people are hungry for it. They want, they, they want God's word. They want to learn. They want to know what is this. They, they want to know what God is saying. Amen? Amen? And souls coming in, children's being ministered to, our Christian school. I mean, we have a lot of parents that have, have had to quit their jobs and do homeschools and things like that. They need to be able to have a, you know, listen, folks. There are so many people that do not have their kids in church every week, and that's crazy because you want your kids around kids with like faith. You don't want them hearing things that they're hearing in the schools from their friends because they're going to just start thinking like that. Well, maybe, you know, Mom, we're a little bit too straight-ledged or edged, or whatever they call it, ledge, I don't know where I got that. We're going to build a building. We're going to have the school. We're going to have a Bible college in New England that is going to surpass, I mean, is going to train people. And we're going to train up an army that's going to reach the world for Jesus. Amen? But, it, but we need... Money is a tool, and that has to happen. And so I'm saying to you, we're, we're gonna, I'm not asking, we're not, we're not taking an offering out for this or anything like that. I'm just telling you the direction that we are going. And we're going after this, this year like never before. We're, we're gonna, and, and we're going to build, and we're going we're gonna to prosper. And, and I'm telling you, I don't care where it comes from. Listen. If it's dirty money, we'll just clean it up. <laughs> I remember years ago when Oral Roberts had to save Oral Roberts University, and he, I don't know, he, he, he needed, I don't know, millions of dollars, I can't remember. But you know, as pastors, we look, we look at our finance, we, we've been diving into all of finding out what we need to do. We need some millions. This hundreds and thousands isn't going to do it. And I'll tell you, why not move into a building that's paid off? Let's, let's get our faith out there. Let's get radical in it. But I remember, um, and Oral Roberts University is a great school. And, uh, but he needed $5 million or some, I don't know, some racetrack, race, uh, racetrack or horse race guy. I don't remember the whole story. But he ended up. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that guy the $5 million, whatever he needs, so he can save that school. He wasn't even a Christian. And you know what? He gave him that money. They saved the school. And you cannot believe the 
people in the body of Christ that attacked Oral Roberts for, rece for receiving that money. Well, that's dirty money. Oh, that's the devil's money. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Listen, if you hit the lotto right over here, living word. I'm not telling you to gamble, but I'm just saying, you know. Hallelujah. If you believe God, money will come to you in supernatural ways. God will cause men to give to you. God will cause favor to be upon you and your job. Maybe there's, there's a job that's, that's going to pay 50000 more a year. God will, God will cause favor to come on you, even if you don't, even if you don't have um, the skills. Amen? You know, some of us think we're hot stuff and think we have the skills. I mean, I remember, I remember when I got saved. And, and, and the thing is, is and, and you've heard that story about uh, I wanted to be, my boss would always be on my case. I was a waitress. I loved waitressing, and I worked in the real estate office during the day. But my boss was always on my case. And I prayed. I said, God, I want to be the best waitress. I want to be the best. And the night that I, that I quit, I was leaving to go teach Christian school. I, I, I was quitting my job. My boss got a, a ticket, on the back of the ticket, they said, we've traveled the worldwide, and we have never had a final waitress. That was God. And do you know, it was not long after that, I, I kept in, in connection with this, this guy, my boss. I don't know where I seen him, but he said, hey, there's a really fine French restaurant in, um, what was it? Do you remember the name of that restaurant, honey? And he said, they need a waitress. And I was telling them about you. I'm talking about this is 40 years ago and making 50, at least $50 a table tip. Do you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was just. And so, of course, I took the job for a couple of nights a week and, and made some extra money because Christian school wasn't paying me very much back then. <laughs> But what, but what I'm saying, when, when, when you press in and you believe God, and, and not only that, you become a blessing. You become a blessing to others. You become, you're able to sow a seed that's, that's not a $50 seed. You know, some of you don't know what it's like to, to pass $1,000 to somebody else and to bless them. You don't know what that, I remember, listen, guys, I, can, I, I was thinking about this today. You know, my mom and dad struggled, but they didn't believe in poverty. They, they, they worked hard. And I remember one Christmas, I mean, we had the Salvation Army come, and they brought toys, in, and it was like Christmas Eve, and they got a call from one of my uh, relatives, and they found out that another aunt in, in, in Uncle, they have eight kids, they had eight kids, they had no toys for Christmas. Well, my mom and dad went out and shopped and used every bit of money they had and bought all of the, whatever they could, and brought those, those toys over to that family. I mean, they were givers. We never sat at the table. There was always somebody coming to our door, sitting at the table with us. They were givers. And we need to have that attitude this year. And so going into 224, there's been a word by, uh, I believe, Kenneth Cope, quite a few of the prophets, 
and they're saying, expect more in 2024. Well, we're expecting much more in 2024. And the Bible says, if you believe the word of the prophets, you shall prosper. We're believing for more miracles, more salvations, more finances to build what God has called us to be. Amen? More people being set free, more marriages healed like never before. This is what we're believing for. Not just to have church every week and feel good about ourselves. Listen, people go to church and they feel good and it makes them feel good and they, and, and they go away never, be, never getting saved, but they feel good just because they made it to church. How many were ever, ever there? Were you ever there? Well, you know, I, nobody was ever there. Nobody ever felt good just because they went to church, but they really weren't saved. They didn't know they needed to be saved. Amen. How about those confessions? Didn't you just feel good when you walked out of that confession book booth? Hallelujah. Some of you have to know what I'm talking about. You're here tonight, and, and I'm telling you, you're not here by chance. You're here because God brought you here. And you're, we're going to do a great work this year. I believe we're going to see the land that God has for us. Pastor said this morning, he just wants to walk on that land. And, and you know, I was getting stressed out over it a little bit, to tell you the truth, in our building and, and, and the things that we want to do. But, you know, God just told me, just rest in him. Just keep believing. Keep declaring. It'll be the right place. It'll be the right time. And it'll be quicker than we even imagined it would be. We're going to have that harvest. We're going to this. And when this church, I believe, listen, I believe when this, when this church takes ground and it owns us, I believe we're going to impact not only our city or the city where the church is, but we're going to impact the cities all around. They're going to see that we're there to stay. We're going to influence our city. We're going to be, we're going to be able to take uh, our dominion in that city because it's a city where Living Word will be established. Amen? The legacy of Living Word. We're not going to jump around anymore. We're going to our building. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I know you probably thought you were going to hear something else, and I know Pastor's going to come up. Do you, are you coming, honey? And uh, I thought you were going to share some. Uh, you said you were going to share some things. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, Jesse Duplantis, he said the word from God to him was build. Build. God told him to keep him busy. We need to keep God busy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe we can do that. This is what Pastor Judy was talking about today. And <clears throat> again, uh, <clears throat> when Pastor Judy was uh, ministered to, by Jonathan Shuttlesworth, right before he laid hands on her and gave her the word of supernatural energy. And I've been fun keeping up with her. <laughs> Amen. Uh, that he talked about land acquisition. Amen. So these prophetic words are not just to lay around and do nothing with. The words that Mark Hankins has given us over the last couple years this increase and double and just uh, uh, just 
revival and the glory and just uh, we need to take these things words have epic been that have been given epic center and uh, fight the good fight of faith with those things I mean fight hallelujah uh, and so uh, so and, and, and most of the prophets unless you listen to the doom and gloom guys <laughs> and they're out there they're out there well, Mary, we're going to have civil war. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Uh, listen. Let's listen to the people that we are connected with. Our, I don't even like to use camp anymore, but uh, God has put us with, I, I mean, just the best of the best. Amen. And uh, Rodney Howard Brown is a builder. He's, 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 he's a visionary. And... Uh, we get a lot from him and uh, the Shuttlesworths, all of them, and uh, Pastor Tom and Maureen and Kenneth Copeland and Jerry Savelle. They're all good. Amen. And all of their words uh, this year, yeah, Mark and Trina, uh, all of their words is the glory. We're going to see the glory of God. We're going to walk in the miraculous 2024. We're going to build. We're going to see great things. So, don't listen to the fake news anymore, okay? Shut it, turn it off. Cut it off, if, because it'll get in your spirit if you listen to it. You, 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 fear will get a hold of you. Because you'll be, oh, I wonder if that really will happen. I don't know if, you know. Let's get rid of that. Let's walk in faith. The just shall live by their faith. Amen? Amen. That's what it's all about. And we are the just ones. Amen? Amen. Praise and, God. And you know, uh, you know, just think, I know you, you guys all know about, you know, the border situation. But just think a move of God. Oh, yeah. Hit all those millions of people. I mean, that's, that's, that's the answer to everything. Amen? And I know there's natural answers and th things and people can, but I'm telling you, I, I'm, I believe that there's going to be such a great awakening there will be such an impact on people. They, it's not going to be this little, you know, oh, Jesus coming to my heart. They're going to be on fire for Jesus. You hear uh, Rodney Howell Brown and different ministers talk about the fire of God. That's what hits when a person gets radically saved. That's right. You can't control it. You want the world to be saved. You, you just, and, and, and honestly, we all need to be, continue to stir ourselves up with that. Amen? Hallelujah. I, uh, you know, I believe people will run to the altars. What must I do to be saved? Amen. They come into the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul, can you, you know, the Apostle Paul was very high up in his um, religion. Religion. Jewish religion. But yeah. you know what? He had an encounter with God. That's right. There's going to be a lot of people as we're praying. You know, you might, Joseph, who was very high next to Pharaoh, could have just said, the heck with my brothers, you know, they can all go to hell. But, but no, he encountered the blessing of God and he ended up forgiving his brothers. And we have to have that attitude towards the world or we're just gonna, we're just, we're gonna lose hope. Amen? Amen? And it's not just the United States, but it's all over the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. So we're going to pray for you tonight. We're going to pray for a mighty 2024. 
We're going to pray for the anointing to increase, not only in this church, but on your life. Amen. The anointing that breaks yokes. We must have the anointing. But we must make room for God. And I that's believe right. that's the next song that we're going to sing. We're going to sing this song because I asked our worship team to sing this. For you to make a commitment to God, I will make room for you. And when we're singing that and worshiping God, it's not just about making room and praying with him every day, making room and, 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 and just so that he can minister to us. We need to make room for whatever he wants us to do. Amen? Making room for him. Hallelujah. So we're, we're going to step into that. And I encourage you, if you've gotten a word from God, grab a hold of it. Don't just sit back and say, well, if it happens. I believe that, that we're catching something when, we're, to, when we're, pray, we're praying for this church. We're praying for what God wants us to do. And, and I, I believe we're catching a hold of something. And it's going to change New England. Amen? Amen. It's, it's going to change New England. Are we ready? All right. Are you going to make room for him? Yes. Are you ready to build? Yes. I mean, we got to get ready. we got to get stirred up. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Hallelujah.